This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. So what's going on out there, everybody? Anything new? Anything exciting? I want to see if anybody has, uh, you know, something that they want to just kind of bring up um, to, to chat about before I just kind of pick a topic at random. I thought of something today, but I don't know if you want to try it or not. Probably. Trying to make, trying to make a list of things that, you know, I've seen a lot of guys post on the, on the group different scenarios they run into, whether the tile guys really messed it up or the builders framed the thing out wrong. And we've all talked about having the design tips sheet they hand out to customers makes, you know, you tell them when you're building it, do this, do that, do this. What are the most common things you run across? And then what are your most uncommon you run across, but still should be aware of? We're trying, you know, for the installation guide, uh, on a national group there, we want to put together the, the bathroom awareness guide, you know, be aware of <clears throat> towel bars being mounted on an outside wall adjacent to your door that re, uh, restricts your swing radius. Um, depth of toilet, standard sizes of toilets, because you're lots of times you're measuring the toilet's not set in place yet. So what are the other things that you look for when you want to measure that could be potential problems when you come back with the glass. Slope of the curb, well, you know, whether it's level or sloped out, for instance, or if the, if the return pony wall is sloped out, we're going to have a ponding issue. Uh, mm. Very common. How many Very guys common. here have gotten in an argument about slope <laughs> on a curb with a homeowner or a contractor? It's a very short argument, but yes, it happens all the time. I thoroughly enjoy arguing with someone about which way water is going to go on a downhill. Um, my steel ball has been, I don't go on site <laughs> to measure too much, but steel ball is a very, we've mentioned this before, but it's a very, uh, you know, very clear uh, thing. But I've been in arguments with a contractor, with the homeowner standing between us uh, about outward pitch and them telling me, well, it's just an eighth of an inch. <laughs> And I'm like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to make you feel dumb in front of the homeowner. So do you want to walk outside and have the conversation or, yeah. or what? But, you know, that's our number one um, with any mm -hmm. of our guys. First thing we teach them is take the level, set it perpendicular on the curb for sure. Yeah. You know, Billy, I've had a couple of those where I just step back and I look around on the floor out in the middle of the bathroom. I said, well, maybe I missed the drain. Hold on a second. Commercial bathroom. Yeah. Commercial see, maybe you have a drain out here. I missed it. My fault. <laughs> one yeah. I run into that's a little bit out of the norm is on fiberglass pans or tubs very similar to the curb issue uh, on a lot of those you have kind of a four-sided lip you know underneath the tile where you don't you don't have that in a full tile shower um, and I've, I've messed up myself not checking the the slope of the lip underneath the shower head where you get a lot of kickback right there. And yeah. if the pan has been improperly set, you'll get slope towards the curb that will override the inward slope of the curb. So we've gotten leakage coming you know, down that perpendicular lip that you don't typically think about in a full tile shower. 
Um, and that's something I've really pointed out to our sales team and our measuring team is when you, when you see a fiberglass tub or shower, make sure you set your level underneath the, the faucet of the tub or the shower head side and check that you're getting some backward pitch to the back wall of the shower. So that's, that's one that's a little different than the curb, but kind of the same idea is that flow that goes there um, gets you sometimes. Absolutely. How about the ones where the corners of those fiberglass tubs are rounded? They're, it's not like a straight 90 situation. And invariably the contractor will say, or the homeowner will say, can't you scribe your aluminum, you know, and, and cut it? I'm not sure how you guys handle that. We, we encounter that. I don't want to say often, but you encounter it. We've had that for years on um, the Lascos, the Acres, the stand-up stalls. And, and what we do is we, we'll take the, our hacksaw and chop saw, cut off the corner, and then just file it and just keep filing it to round it to fit. Mm -hmm. Been doing that for years. Now, that, now on glass, that's a different story. If you're doing a frameless and you're trying to do clamps, then yeah. you, know, you, can, you can soften the edge. You can order the glass with softened corner there make it rounded just to get it in there a little tighter so your caulking isn't as uh, obtrusive. Yeah, that's something you definitely want to catch at the time that you're doing the layout because you certainly can't do much of that softening after you get the glass. Hey, I want to just shout out to, uh, we have someone here who hasn't joined us before. It's Lana or Lana, depending on how she says her name. How do you say her name? My family pronounces it Lana, but I have tons of family and friends that pronounce it Lana also. So either one, whatever you're comfortable with is fine with me. I'm used to both. Oh, I love that. You are Welcome. so agreeable. You're going <laughs> to get along just fine. <laughs> yeah, Welcome. Chris is a tough one. If you don't know, Chris is really tough. Yeah, so. I, could, I know. I've, I've been listening for a very long time, but this is the first time I've ever uh, tuned in to be a part of the discussion. Welcome. Where are you from? Thank you. Uh, I live in Mobile, Alabama. I would have guessed. <laughs> I, sh I, I should have guessed. I love that accent. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Nobody believes I was actually born uh, north of Chicago. <laughs> but I've been a world traveler. My dad traveled with his job. And so um, I've lived all over the United States. Mobile has been my home for the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. Very good. Information nobody cares about. I actually went on my honeymoon to Dolphin Island. We got married in Nashville. Oh, wow. Dolphin Island and then went over to New Orleans for a few days. So small yeah. little spot, but very, very enjoyable. It is. Um, unfortunately, more and more people know about it every year, but it has been a secret for many, many years. And every year we go at least two times a year. We rent a house down there and um, we go down and spend a week with friends and family because it's just we can be there in 45 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, we're that close. It is a great little place. It's not commercialized, you know, everything's still mom and pop restaurant, grocery store, everything. So we love it there. That is our dream to retire there. <laughs> Let me ask this, and this again, no, no uh -huh. actual value in this, but it, is the Rainbow Pizza still on Dolphin Island? Do you know? It is still there. Yes, it is. <laughs> Man, Billy, you got your priorities in order, man. <laughs> pizza is serious business, man. You got to know about the pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. So, guys, when we went on our honeymoon, that was when the oil spill had happened. But I booked the honeymoon oh. before the oil spill. 
So we got to the beach after getting married and could not go on the beach because the beach was covered in oil and there were people in hazmat suits. Oh so we had to gosh. find something to do on our honeymoon. <laughs> so pizza and exploring the islands, what we did. Yeah, yeah, it was a mess down there. It took them many, yeah. many years to recover, but they're, you know, barring the uh, hurricanes and the floods they have down there on a regular basis, those are the things, the biggest threat to them, you know, and it takes years and years to build back what they lose, but it does not deter people at all. They still keep coming in droves and droves and rebuilding and rebuilding. So I don't think you're going to run anybody off. It's, it's just a precious little paradise down there. Yep, for sure. Yeah, well, happy to have you. So you. You, tell us about your glass business. Okay, well, I own a company called The Shower Shop, and um, I have owned it for about four years. I bought it from a lady who had owned it for 28 years, and at 83 years old, she decided to retire. And so my husband and I bought it four years ago, and um, we have... 12 employees. Um, I have three trucks on the road just about every day. Um, and then I have two guys in my warehouse. I have one full-time blazer and one part-time, two girls in the office and myself and my husband. My husband has a full-time job though. He's a um, controller for a steel plant. He's basically an accountant. So he keeps an eye on all my money for me and keeps me in line and in budget. <laughs> Watches the bottom line for me. And then I handled the day-to-day -day operations. Very good. Uh, yeah, so, and my background is, um, I come from a family of contractors and builders. My dad and his brother built houses for years. He was a GC in Illinois, North Carolina, Florida, and he built, you know, hotels, apartments, duplexes, homes. So it's kind of in my blood. It's just about all I know. <laughs> So prior, I've worked, um, I worked for Rebath. I did all their purchasing for the one day remodeling of bathrooms, yeah. uh, which was a thing back in the early 2000. Um, and it was a good thing for uh, the one day bath remodel. People that don't want to, you know, be inconvenienced. They want it all done in one day. It's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on something that's, you know, a really bad cut. But um, that all fizzled out in 2007, 2008. And then after that, I spent six years with Window World, and I was their operations manager for four locations. Um, and so they do, at the time, they do, which every franchise is different, but mainly windows, doors, gutters, siding. They do it, everything for the exterior of your home except for roofing. So that was a pretty big operation. And then I left there in, uh, 2000, in 2017 and then bought the shower shop in 2018. So, um, yeah, so, so that's based, what... on, based on the name, <laughs> are you selling items other than glass? In other words, are you, yeah. full, you plumbing supplies at all? No, 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 we don't. Unfortunately, the original owner named the company The Shower Shop. It's very deceiving. And everybody thinks we remodel bathrooms by the sure. name, you know, with, with good reason. Um, and we get tons of foot traffic, though, coming in. And so that is a leeway to, hey, when you finish your remodel, we can, you know, uh, do your shower door for you. And I have a couple of um, contractors that I deal with that um, do very good work. I don't recommend just anybody. I want somebody that's going to do really good remodel, going to do really good tile work because I'm going to have to go in, you know, and do the glass afterwards. So I make sure I send them somebody really good, you know. So, um, 
but we only do shower doors and we also do mirrors. Um, we do sheet mirror and then we also do um, frame mirrors and we do some shelving a little, little bit here and there, not a lot, but the majority of my business is, um, I do a lot of track building. I do DR Horton, DSLD, Adams Homes, Breland Homes, Harris Doyle. I do about five of the biggest home builders in this area. Who's but your supplier? Who's your main supplier? On the day of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you guys know it's a roller coaster, right? Uh, Coral, Alumax, Superior. What was the question? I'm sorry, that must be background. Um, yeah, it does background noise. Coral Industries, they're in Tuscaloosa, and so they're just about three hours from me. So they're the closest, and they have the quickest turnaround time on frame doors. Uh, frameless, I use Superior and Pensacola some, and then I use Coral also. Superior has a quicker turnaround time for us. But, um, and then Alumax here and there, just depends on what it is, you know. But, um, and then I do some general contractors, just custom home builders. Um, in Mobile County, in Baldwin County. And then the thing that we changed about it when we bought the business, um, the original owner, she only did track building. She didn't do anything else. And so, because I have a background in dealing with homeowners, that's all I've done. She didn't want to deal with homeowners because she says, you know, they're just a pain in the butt. But I said, well, yeah, they are, but that's where the money is. You know, they're your higher profit margin dealing with homeowners. And so, so that's where we wanted to be more diversified. And so we immediately started selling to homeowners. Um, and it was, it was a process for us to learn that, that system and how to do it. But um, my son left his job, came to work with us, didn't know a thing about glass or building or anything. And he just kind of self-taught himself um, everything about the glass business. And so he's my technical manager. He does all of my, um, he does all the measuring and quoting uh, for homeowners and then does all the daily measures. So he's usually in the field about three days a week, just doing measures. Yeah. See what, so, I, love, what I love about this group and as you get to know the guys here, yeah, we, we all have had different stages in our business going from startup with one, well, Chris, a one person company, yeah. right? And then mm -hmm. you've got uh, Brian, he's uh, basically a one person company with a helper. And yeah. as you grow and you get to Billy's, sounds like about the same as yours. Uh, what, eight to 12 people yeah. between office staff. And so you can see the progression as they grow to business and it's kind of cool. Yeah. But we all have the same problems. Which oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. on a different scale. I mean, it's the same thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah but so, what made you what made you log on tonight? You've been you said you've been listening. What made yeah. you log on? So usually I work late uh, at the office on Wednesday nights. It's just midweek meltdown. Get it, get all my paperwork done and everything, you know, for the last two days of the week. And um, today was just a really difficult day for myself and um, employees and staff. We, our lead glazer, um, his son had a stroke last night. Hmm. And so he's in UAB hospital right now. And he called this evening and said, he's not going to make it. He's going to pass. And 
um, when I told my staff, I had just had a brief meeting with them and it was just immediate. Everybody jumped in and what can we do? What can we do? And I just started watching people come together and start doing jobs that they don't normally do. It's not their job. And they immediately just started picking up, you know, boxes open and putting jobs together and putting glass on the table and cutting the mirrors and getting it ready and loading the, the trucks for tomorrow. And it almost brought me to tears, you know, and um, just watching how they came together and how they're helping nice. this man who is, um, you know, in a pretty bad place right now. And um, it just made me think, wow, you know, that old saying about, you know, your work family, we really are. I mean, we spend more time together at work than we do with our families, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it, it was pretty emotional for all of us this afternoon. And um, then I got in the car and started driving home and just thinking about, you know, how short the time is and I got to seize the moment. And I just, you know, I was thinking about getting home tonight and getting on Facebook after I got, you know, my fat clothes on and climbed into bed. And <laughs> got all ready because that's usually what I do you know and I just said you know I'm just gonna pop in tonight and see what's going on with these guys and uh, just seize the moment and I just love I can't say how much I just love listening to everybody's experiences and it's kind of like we were saying Bill everybody has the same experience it's just on a different level different scale and many things that you guys do every day and you just take for granted or you don't think a lot about, but it's maybe something new for me that I've never done before, never tried before. Sure. And, um, you know, I think we all aspire to be where you are, Bill, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> but, Careful what you wish for. Yeah, Believe I don't think me. we all do. Really. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I, I get that too. You know, I told somebody the other day, I have an unfair advantage because I have a lot of family involved. And yeah. it, it makes a world of difference when you have family that is, is in the business every single day. It does. Uh, I, I couldn't have done it the other way. It, it would have been really, really, really hard. I don't want to say I couldn't have done it, but it would have been much more difficult. I don't oh. think I, I don't think I would have made that decision. You know, I probably would be like Chris and just do, you know, with myself or even myself yeah. and my wife and that's it. Yeah. But that I have the family that that's a big difference. Big difference. Yeah changer for me because my son I mean he's you know he does the quotes and the measuring and all the technical things but when he started he was just an installer he didn't he didn't know what he was doing you know he jumped on the truck and somebody taught him and then as time went on he was my eyes and ears in the field because I'm not an installer you know yeah, that's right. um I know how to purchase and I know how to do organizing and I know how to do the schedule and, you know, people. I'm good with my employees and all those kind of things. So we each bring something to the table. He's not good at what I do and I'm not good at what he does. That's right. We all have our niche. Yeah, exactly. And my husband's the same way. He's a numbers guy, constantly numbers, numbers, numbers. Well, that's what he does all day, every day long, you know, so he's always in the back of my ear, you know. So, um, Welcome. Hey, Chris, you want to go back to our, our list and maybe everybody can put some input in? Do you like that topic or you want something else? No, that's a that's a great topic. I'm just enjoying um, myself. It's really it's really nice having you, Lana. Um, Thank you. Really refreshing. You. It's always good to have someone new and you just bring some great energy. So I'm just stoked Thank that you're here. And yeah, we, were, we were just starting to chat a little bit about kind of you know, a list of things um, to look for when going out to do 
a layout, you know, do a measurement, um, mm -hmm. you know, things that might be problematic. And one of the things we're talking about is, you know, the probably the number one thing um, is that, you know, the sloping of the curve, you know, does, it, does mm -hmm. the curve slope in to the mm -hmm. shower the way that it's supposed to? Mm -hmm. And then Billy brought up this thing about the pan. I really hadn't, I've never checked what he is talking about. And if you've got a pan that's um, like actually a, a prefab pan and they tile to it, that pan can be sloping um, towards the outside, like the, the part that goes to towards the shower head, right? Mm -hmm. That could be sloping to the outside. Water could be, be falling down on that and just running straight out of the shower. Fortunately, mm -hmm. I've never had that happen, but I've never even thought to look for it. Well, mm. I find in different parts of the country, uh, pans are very prevalent. Other parts of the country, they don't even use pans. They just tile it. You know, they use stone. And in other parts of the country, it's a one-piece unit where it's the walls and the pan are all built together. So I find that that's kind of a regional situation that you run into. You guys find that same thing, Brian? You run into that individual pans? Not, not too often. Not too often. Every once in a while, but I've I've never checked it the way Billy's talking about. Um, I mean, I I don't I haven't had any issues up to this point, right? Knock on wood. But um, it's something to you know maybe add into you know, my measurements when I, when I do encounter it, although I don't encounter it much, not much at all. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'll probably check it from now on, huh? <clears throat> yeah. I'll probably forget the first time and that'll be the one that leaks. And then, yeah. you know, then I'll remember. <laughs> no, I had a lady that had a fiberglass pan. We put in an SE uh, shower enclosure, sliding dash doors. And so the thing was leaking. So we went back and we did this, we did that. And I says, well, you know, it's probably coming down, hitting your pan and running out underneath the tile. So I have no control over. And with that, she threw me out of the house. It seemed like what I told her. She must have been strong. Yeah. So <laughs> then probably a year later, I go out to a house at a sub uh, housing place that a contractor sent me to, and I knock on the door, and who answers it? Her. <laughs> and she apologized. She goes, you were right. Oh, my gosh. Those yeah. are my favorite three words. <laughs> yeah. So did you, throw, did you throw huh? her out of the house, Tim? No, I didn't. <laughs> I called my contractor. I said, where did you find her? <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we check the curb every single time. That's the first thing that Caleb does. He checks the curb, regardless if it's fiberglass, tile. Um, the biggest problem that we find is with the zero entries. Those curbs are, they can be going in all different directions, but they leak like crazy if that curb is not uh, pitched right on the inside toward the drain. Um, so that's, yeah, we really don't like doing zero entry doors, but we have to do them. <laughs> How many, uh, yeah, what parts of the country have step in showers? So the floor to bathroom is uh, goes right to the shower and then it drops down. So the pan is, and it's not a pan, it's just your foundation. It's just a below, below the surface of the floor. Uh huh. 
We just encountered one of those and it was a steam enclosure. And the trick was that there was, there was, there was a level under the door was level. Yeah. So the water, you couldn't mount the door in by if for in other words, you know, like hanging over to the edge, it had to be out at least flush with the, uh, the edge of the, uh, the lip. And the, you know, the, 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 the conversation gets tricky when they say, what's the issue with that? Well, the issue is, it is you can put a sweep on the bottom of the door, but if water overwhelms that, because it wasn't a real big uh, space, I have no way, none of us have a way, even with a dam of some sort of preventing blowback, you know, and, and water running out onto the floor. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that's my comment, but the question to all of you is, is is it a trick? Not tricky. What's the word I want to use? I guess you have to be, uh, when you walk into an, a place to measure and everything's done, and then you discover all these, you know, potential issues, that's where it gets tricky. I mean, how to be diplomatic with that conversation to where, A, you're not going to offend the contractor, but the customer standing right there, you don't, you don't want to come back and answer. I'd be interested to hear your comments about, you know, <laughs> it's easy on the front end when you go consult, it's just studded out. It's a little bit more challenging when you go, oh, you want me to you want me to deal with this now? You got a big belly in the wall. That's another issue you can run into. Mm, uh, that's a know, good one. To bring how on. to handle yeah. those conversations when it's all said and done, and now it's just you and the homeowner or you and homeowner mm -hmm. contractor. So the first thing I always do is find out who's paying the bill. Is, is the contractor hiring you or is the homeowner hiring you? Because that's who your loyalty is to, right? So if the homeowner is calling you in, you're going you're gonna to be honest with the homeowner. This is the situation you have. Now I'm willing to work with this guy and let's make it right for you. Now, if it's the builder that you're doing the work for, that should be a private conversation with him and say, this yeah. is the situation that we have. Let's work yeah. together for a solution. Mm -hmm. Good point. So yeah. You always got to look at who's paying the bill, who's your allegiance to, what's the proper protocol, right? Mm. Yeah, true. So to Bill, uh, yeah, so if it's a contractor and we only use, there's certain contractors, that's all we do business with. So Caleb just excuses himself and goes to the truck and calls him and says, hey, 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 Bob, this is what's going on. Yeah. And they, and because they've worked with us so much, they know and they respect Caleb's opinion and they know that what he's saying is right. Now, when it's just a homeowner, we call that educating them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, in their defense, they don't know. They don't know what's right and what's wrong, you know. And so we explain to them, Caleb literally goes step by step with his level and shows them, you know, if the bubble's out, it's going this way, it's going that. You know, he explains all those things to them and teaches them. So once they understand what the problems are, then they can go back to their tile guy and say, hey, these are the issues we have. And then he always volunteers to say, if you want me to talk to your tile guy, be glad to. These are the issues. And when it's all corrected, we'd be glad to come back out and give you a quote. But at this stage in the build out, we can't, you know, because there's so many problems with it. Because if they're not going to fix it, that is just a headache waiting to happen. And then I'm going to be in a warranty nightmare. So we're not going to mm. do the work unless it's to our specs. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Just, that's because... just like going out and doing a kneel angle with a pony wall. And the pony wall isn't 90 to the curb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah. I, I went to one and it wasn't done yet. And I told the homeowner, I says, you can fix this. You know, just bring it out 90 the curb. Mm -hmm. Well, then he had some of one of my competitors come over and says, well, I can do that. It just mm -hmm. notch it here. And that's the last I heard of the guy. Yeah. Uh, so I had to go out there and I had to do it where I had to back or do a front bevel and then a back bevel to make mm -hmm. it look right. <laughs> yeah, it's just a mess. You it's know, I think we talked about this a while ago. Billy said it. It's all about relationships that you build with your builders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lana, if you're only doing builders, then you've built a great relationship. But it's mm -hmm. the guys like, like Billy and myself that are doing both builder and homeowner work that you really have that fine line that you got to watch how it plays out. You could be doing work for that homeowner, but that could be a potential, that builder or remodeler could be your potential next customer if it's handled mm -hmm. right. True. You know? So True. you still have to handle it tactfully. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And say, we'll work with you on, and let's get this, you know, right. Yeah, but, absolutely. Not We're not shutting the door on them. We just want yeah. them to know, you know, that these are the things that need to be corrected. And, you know, I mean, most of the time people receive it well. They under, they thank us. Thank you. I didn't know that this needed to be fixed. You saved sure. me from on the road. And then, you know, they'll the contractor or tile guy, it depends. You get so many different people that think they know how to do tile or, you know, they've done, you know, other things and they think know how to do tile. So we're dealing with all different types of people that are remodeling bathrooms and some know and some don't, and some are just in a hurry or don't care, or they have the attitude, oh, the glass guy will get it. You know, the glass oh, guy can. <laughs> glass guy will get it. Most, most of us are measuring because the guys are under the gun at the end of the job and you're having your measure for the shower before everything's in, the toilet, the plumbing, the yeah. mirrors, you're measuring, yeah. right? Yeah. How often, uh, uh, so uh, in your awareness, are you looking out for rain heads that when they put a very long pole from the ceiling, when your door swings in, it's going to hit it? Do you have them sign off on what's the finished height going to be for a rain head? We have not had that issue with any rain heads at all, I'll have to say. Um, well, you're lucky. We run into that. No, have not had that problem once, at Once a month? Once a month, we run into noticing it. We haven't run into it where it hits it, but we notice it and make it aware. So at least make the plumber make the pipe a little bit shorter so the door can yeah. swing underneath it. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea. But most of our doors swing out they're not pushing them in are you not doing much frameless oh yeah yeah we you do, don't let them swing in uh -uh. how no. many guys how many guys don't let them swing in they all go both ways yeah we, you know you, you don't yeah. let your doors swing in and my experience we, is that with a with a frameless shower door if it swings both directions it's going to hit something eventually mm -hmm. There's no mm -hmm. way. I mean, it's either going to hit a towel bar swinging out or it's going to hit the shower head or the control swinging in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, and when a customer asks me that question, I'm like, hey, look, this is glass. All right. So you like need to treat it like glass. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, and, and when you're imagining it, it's a lot different in your imagination than it is when it's actually in there. Because once you actually grab the handle and pull on the door, you realize there's weight to it. There's mass yeah. to it. People think is there's people are gonna, gonna flop them around. They don't really flop around. They're they're pretty stout. 
But that being said, you know, um, if I said, well, I can't install your shower door because there's a, there's a towel bar outside, or I can't, I can't install your shower door because there's controls to the, to the bat, to the, there's mm -hmm. a mixer valve in there. I mean, I mm -hmm. wouldn't install very many shower doors. Yeah. And most people don't open the door all the way to get in anyway. Mm -mm. They open it mm -hmm. just far enough to get in the shower. Right. They do. They do. Yeah. We right. just haven't crossed that problem at all. So, so the reason for all these questions is just to make a list for awareness when you're out there measuring, you know, what mm -hmm. are the other things you're looking at? So that's why I brought up the rain head was we run into that. Uh, the pitch obviously should be number one on everybody's mm -hmm. bucket list, so to speak. Uh, the toilet not being there is a big deal too. If you have a swing door instead of a sliding door. Oh yeah. What, what are your what are your other common ones that you look at that you have to make notations of? Like pocket I doors. I mentioned a minute ago, but the bellies in the wall, especially the bellies that protrude yes. out into the yeah. wall. Yeah. That's yeah. still that's I do a lot of the measuring and that still makes me, you know, yeah. ponder how to attack that at times. What I tell people with that is those situations you almost have to use a channel to compensate for that. I mean, if they want a uh, frameless with clamps and they've got a big belly or a big dip in the wall, you, there's no way to hide that unless mm -hmm. you're going to cut like a pattern, uh, you know, with your glass, which is doable, but it's going to be expensive to do that. It's mm -hmm. going to have to be all hand polished. So mm -hmm. basically what I'll tell people is, hey, you're going to want to use a channel here. And then the channel will flex so to, to mold to the wall, the shape of the wall. And then um, you've still got plenty of, of bite on the glass there. Mm -hmm. What if it's on the hinge side? What if it's on the hinge side? Well, you can still, you can do a glass, glass to glass hinge. You would just add a little panel to account for, okay. Theoretically, I mean, it, every situation is a little different, right? But yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's how I would attack that if, if I could. The so Brian, key is when you're Brian, measuring. Brian, you just came up with a great point. Because if it's a narrow shower and you have no other option, then what you got to look at is, can I hinge the door from the other wall? You know, that's in your layout now. What else is restricting it from putting the hinge to the other wall that's uh, more straight? Right? Sometimes you have that option. Like yeah. we've gone to homes and people had frame doors in there and they're just used to it being hinged left and reach in. Mm. And then we suggest, well, let's change the swing. Well, no, I'm, I'm used to it. But then yeah. when you really get down to it, they're, they're happy after they've changed it. They were used to it. They didn't want to or they didn't think you could for whatever reason. So sometimes yeah. you have to take a look at that. What's the best swing for them? Where's their uh, towel going to be when they get out? How easy is it going to be to reach that towel? Uh, how easy is it to swing open and turn your water up to temperature before you get in? So, mm -hmm. I know, know yeah, one I, thing. I, in, I had that conversation Central, tonight. The same thing. So, no, I was just wait. going to be sarcastic and say, North Central West Virginia, I know how about a thousand people take a shower. So, <laughs> <laughs> where they put their towel and where they, how they turn the water on. The intimate yeah. details, right? Uh, <laughs> you you, you talk that. about, you know, the toilet's not set. Yeah. So I had a, a job where it was a small bathroom and the toilet was right there. 
So I told the contractor, you got to come set, place the toilet. Mm -hmm. So I have a 12 by 12 piece of plywood with hinge cutouts in it for a PPO one or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I take that up there in a piece of wood and clamp it to it. And once you set the toilet, I swing it to make sure I have clearance. Wow. Well, that's interesting. That's yeah. it. Why just, 12 by 12? I don't get the 12 I by mean, 12 I just size. have a piece of plywood. Yeah, I just use a tape measure. I just like with, with measure, measure. But yeah. on that piece of plywood, I can mount the PPO one hinges on it, the pinnacle hinges. I can do it. And then I just take it and I'll take a piece of wood and clamp it to it. And then I come up with the door size, it'll clear the toilet. Oh, all right. So you're clamping another piece of wood to the 12 by 12. Right. Then right. I you come up with right. the... Uh, now I understand. That, you know, the interesting really thing about that is when, if you take that dimension, um, like before the glass is installed, so if you measure from like the center of your glass on the wall over to whatever the obstruction is, the toilet, vanity, and you find that dimension, when your glass is installed, you'll actually have a little more clearance than that. Well, yeah, because mm -hmm. of the pivot. Because, the, because, yeah, as you know, like the hinge side swings into the opening just a yeah. little bit when mm -hmm. you swing it out. So that's that's a cool thing to, to keep in mind. But I can go there and go, oops, yeah. is this a toilet? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Hey, Brian, what were you going to say earlier? Um. Oh, I was just going to say to, to what Bill was saying, I, I actually had that conversation with a guy this evening where he'd had a, a smaller bathroom. I think the overall opening was 42 and a half and he had a vanity uh, that came out about maybe about, I don't know, 18, 20 inches. But he had sent me a sketch of what he wanted and he his sketch had a panel with glass to glass hinges and the door closing against the right hand wall and you know and, and I called him up and I said you know is this is this the look you're going for or you know is there a reason that this was the sketch you sent me and I explained to him you know there's a couple of things going on if you're looking for an open frameless kind of look and you put two glass to glass black 180 hinges right in the center of that thing I mean they're gonna obstruct the entire view um and then you're opening, you know, you're opening your door out towards the vanity. You know, if you're not careful, you're going to hit the vanity. Um, you know, so it was just suggested, you know, in a practical sense, uh, it may make more sense to hinge this door off the wall. Uh, you don't have room for a towel bar, towel hook, anything like that. You can place your towel right on the vanity, open up the door, you grab it, there it is. And, uh, but, you know, just things that, you know, not that, ignorance right just not knowing any better i guess inexperience not knowing any better and and you know that's part of what we do too you know we're not just there to install the shower but to you know install what's most practical economical and you know what has the best function for each individual person's space um some homeowners and customers are open to it listening to what we have to say some are not, um, and they just want what they want, and that's it. And you do it, and then they're like, oh, you know, this doesn't really work for me. And, you know, you want to say, like, I told you so, but, you know, yeah. you don't. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> you don't. No. I don't. No, don't. 
you know, you know what but... we. So out here in California, I don't they know have how, but I'm sorry, I don't know how, but I always make them trust me in what in what I'm saying. The way I guide them to the best layout as possible, most of the times work. <laughs> yeah, they might come. Yeah, they might come with some kind of su suggestion, and I usually say, "Listen, uh, if you were in my house, I'd be doing something like this." I think the the sentence, "I the way I'll be doing my house," it help helps me a lot to convince them. Sure. That's my experience mm -hmm. so far. That's yeah, a good sure. approach. That's a good yeah. approach. Mm -hmm. So, so out here in California, <laughs> you're supposed you're when you open the shower door, you're supposed to be able to turn the water on without getting wet. Okay. Is that because of water restrictions or what? Code? No, it's a code. It really yeah, it's a, it. But it's a plumber's code. It's not the it, Glazer's code. Yeah, I know. But there are building inspectors that will enforce that. So Yeah, but they can't oh, enforce wait, wait. it against us. because No, it's huh. got to go after oh, no, the plumber. It's not against us, but... <laughs> How is how is that enforceable? Because technically, you can reach around and you can move the shower head and yeah, yeah I know. It's but just if a... if you've got an inspector who wants to be a pain, he can use that you know to hassle the the homeowner. I'm gonna chalk that up to California dumb as well. Yeah, I'm gonna... you know, <laughs> it's a long and, 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 the, and the shower and the shower head can't point at the door either. Yeah, oh. they've got they've got a lot of stuff. That's... Yeah. Who is I'll on that board? Country. Wow. I will say, guys, one one thing that nobody's really mentioned, and it's it's a very obvious thing, but it's something we're always talking swing door, swing door, swing doors. In my world, I absolutely, and I've said this before, I absolutely love <clears throat> sliding doors. Um, the time frame it takes to put them in, mm -hmm. how much fudge room my guys have, how many designs are available now compared to in the past. Um, you know, a lot of your toilet issues, your walls mm. with bows and dips in them, uh, curb issues. When a commoner doesn't want to fix a curb, you can get a, you know, some sort of dam there. Uh, that's one of my biggest go-tos uh, when, when one of these issues comes up is, okay, well, you don't want to backtrack with your tile guy or your contractor or whoever made the mistake. Uh, I'm not going to put a fully frameless on here because then I'm going to be dealing with you on the back end with the leakage issues. <clears throat> so how do I take care of that problem? And sliding doors is one of the main ways we do it. Uh, sure. We love frameless barn doors. We love double barn doors. We love stuff with, with dams and tracks, and I love it all. Um, but getting a good image over to the homeowner so they understand they're not getting that old, ugly, you know, trough slider that they used to get back in the day can be difficult sometimes, um, but that's all about having proper imagery and access to materials, a good showroom where they can come in and feel that slider. I, I find, and this was before I tore out my showroom to decide to redo it, you know, a year and a half later, uh, that if you can get a homeowner to come in and feel the new sliding applications, mm. it can sell itself. Absolutely. Now, swing doors are great, and we all sell a ton of swing doors, but mm. I love I mean, they, they work so well for what we do, and the look is, you know, drastically better than it used to. So that's that's one of the, the quickest fixes for a lot of these issues mm -hmm. I run into is, okay, well, we have this problem. I can still give you a beautiful shower uh, that can accommodate some of these issues and not take up the space. You don't have to deal with any swing problems or anything. So that's, that's one of my main go-tos is the sliding applications. 
Yeah, and on those uh, semi-frameless ones, I I I have a sample with me of the the threshold, uh, so they can see that it's not going to catch water. Number one, uh, number two, I just tell them this is not your grandmother's uh, sliding shower door. It's different. It's better. Uh, yeah. The industry has really done a lot of work to fix that, and uh, and they appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Smart. That's smart. Bring a little piece, a little extrusion. Show it. Down. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Bring it. Go ahead, Lana. I was just going to say, but the thing about it is, as you all know, 99% of women are the ones that decide what the bathroom is going to look like. That's and right. they've, already, they've already picked out all their pictures online and watched. A, a <laughs> Pinterest. Pinterest, yeah. Exactly yeah. what our door is going to look like. And changing their mind is Ooh. a lot of times. Now, That's I'm not a saying, tough one. I wouldn't even try. I know. I know. See, and also with the, um, there's times when we have to use a header and they have absolute meltdowns. No, it's got to be 100% frameless. I don't want any metal, any metal. But there's sometimes when we get things just, you know, they have to have a header for whatever reason, different different reasons. And you would just think the world's coming to an end, you know. So oh, yeah. that's hurdle taking that image that they have been thinking about for years <laughs> when they remodel their bathroom exactly how they want it. Changing their mind, I think, is the biggest hurdle. But I love that idea of, of using, you know, a slider instead of a swing door. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I love putting in sliders. They're great. And for all the reasons uh, that Billy is talking about, you know. Mm -hmm. And then so so when you're doing a, a sliding door, then there are some there's a whole other list of things that you, you have to think about. Right. So like one of those things is, is the opening actually wide enough to yeah. um, to have a sliding door uh, and still have a wide enough access to get in and out? That's the mm -hmm. first one I think of off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And then also, they're not very forgiving for a curb being out of level. Right. right. You can, it can be out a little bit, but man, for a frameless sliding enclosure, it needs to be almost perfect, right? Yep. Depending on what you use. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Some of them, they had the full track. You can cut a wedge, a tapered filler to go underneath that track. But if it's the barn door where you've got a fixed panel in that, yeah, now you're, you've got that situation. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard three eighths of an inch on a barn door. Is that what you guys have heard? No, uh, I, I've heard three eighths over the full. So if you have a fixed panel, you're yeah. only looking at half of that. That's three sixteenths where the door is. Yeah, I've done them out of level and they seem to work. Yeah, the, the bar always stays level. A lot of it depends on which side is your, your drop. Yeah. So your door can always slide into your larger area, meaning your side that's downhill. Yeah. If it's vice versa, then you, you're limited and you can't do that. So if we're sliding a door into the, we'll talk, call the taller side, then mm -hmm. we're typically okay. We may have to shim our guide occasionally, uh, but, but if it's the opposite, then you're right. It, it, it really limits what you can do. But all of these things, that's, it's, it's typically when it, I try to have, if this problem arises, okay, what's our next best option for that homeowner? Uh, Lana mentioned headers. I, again, uh, I, I kind of stay out of the box where I, I like headers. And I can a lot of times convince a homeowner that a header is a better option 
via children, grandchildren, stability for an older homeowner. Uh, it's still frameless. Mm -hmm. And when we show them how small the header is, uh, that a lot of times helps. And I love the rigidity. And I, and I understand mm -hmm. if, if I were to post this on the group, I'm going to get absolutely destroyed for putting headers. On. <laughs> right. So I understand that. Right. But I also don't give a shit, to be honest. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. I, I love that. I, I love that. I'm going to do what I think is best for that homeowner and what's going to give them the best product that's going to last there the There you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. callbacks, dude, callbacks are the bane of our existence. And mm -hmm. I try to get rid of them, but we have them constantly. So wobbly glass and those kind of things, we try to address that on the front end, but we are, we're risky what we do because we do a lot of online sales. We're doing digital, you know, we're, we're looking at a shower and a picture and then selling it to them. So we do take that risk sometimes, but, but I love headers. I love sliders. I love things that a lot of the, the, the frameless purists don't like, but I'm not about the frameless purists. I'm about getting the best product for the homeowner that takes care of their issues. It doesn't give them that, you know, call back to me that, why didn't you tell me this on the front end? And volume, I'll say this, volume is the biggest helper on this. If I'm super busy, then I'm going to be more stern with the, the things that I tell my homeowners and my contractors, yep. especially a homeowner that's a one-time, you know, deal. Yep. I'm going to be very stern if I'm very busy. Now, my, my, my regulars, my contractors I'm doing constant work with, if they build a knee wall that's like, like, like Tim said, if, it, if they build a knee wall that makes no logical sense, I'm typically going to try to figure out a way to make something work with miters uh, or odd angles or something like that yeah. for those guys. That's my guy. He's, he's spending yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 with me a year. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make him backtrack. I'm going to figure it out on my end. But if for a homeowner where I'm, I'm a one-time in and out, I'm going to be very stern with them because – I don't have enough guys. I got too much work. You know, the same problems everybody has that's, that does good stuff right now. So that's, that's a key part of it as well. Mm -hmm. But sticking to my yeah. guns is my biggest thing and volume allows me to do that. Uh, and we all just hope that that volume keeps, you know, keeps going. But it seems to, if you do it the right way and you give homeowners good product on the back end, it seems that the volume is going to keep, you know, keep up as long as economy, you know, stays in line with that. But a lot of these homeowners... A lot of these homeowners look at the internet too much. At yep. shower, at we all doors. look at the internet too much. Yeah, <laughs> for shower doors. So I had a guy that I did a shower door for. He called me and goes, well, I've got another one I'm going to do. I found a picture online. And he shows it to me. It's a, a needle angle with a pony wall with not at a 45 degree, I mean, 90 degree to the curb. And I says, that's not going to work. you know. So I went over and laid it out for him. You know, like I said, it, it was nice of you to do that, man. I knew. Oh. I knew I was going to get the job. You're a good guy. <laughs> You're a good guy, Tim. You you hide it. You hide it. But I know well, I had, I had another contractor I did work for, and it was a sliding glass, pair of sliding glass doors, turned the corner, and then you went out the end of the shower into a bathtub. And the contractor didn't know how to lay it out. The tile guy didn't know how to lay it out. I had to go out there and lay a whole thing out for him how to tile and everything. Put it on his bill. Yeah, it came out perfect. Yeah. <laughs> how do you guys, I got this one. I, I ran into this today, but it's not the first time. So we're going to go back to swing doors, Billy, for a second. 
you, you walk in and the opening for the door is approximately 33 to 35, right? And then there's a 90 degree return. And the pony wall, the top of the pony wall is about, uh, you know, five inches wide. I know where so you have to have this. a transition piece. You know, you got two choices. You have a short width door, you know, a less width door and try to have a little notched in line with us, which is aesthetically not appealing in my opinion. Or you bring, you know, I, ideally you want the door to occupy the entire 30, say 33 inches, if that's what it is. But then you got to transition over to that pony and then return. And some of my vendors will say, well, you're, our maximum or minimum width on that little inline is going to be four and a half inches. Yeah. And, and you're shoving it clear to the outside if you've got the room on the pony. Well, I'm just curious how you guys are, you know, handling that kind of thing. I just did one of those the other day. <laughs> so you can set the panel on the inside edge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's um there there are some little clamps like some you know that kind of like S SCU fours I can't think of what the number is a Y, but it's like a Y shape. So it's got um you can run one screw in to the wall, and then it um and you can set the glass right on the very inside edge. Now mm -hmm. again, it's not that aesthetically pleasing, right. um because you know it looks. It looks like a mistake, but it was a mistake. <laughs> they made a mistake, you know. And it's <laughs> right. like so that that's one solution. It's not it's not as bad as a little tiny um, panel or a little tiny like notch panel mm -hmm. going up on there. But um, that that's one solution for that. We've actually notched the door and brought and had the door have a notch in it on the handle side. So as it swings out, it, it mm. goes right over the top of that notch. That's probably That's not interesting any... you say that, Bill. I just saw that in a picture somewhere and I don't know where, and I have never thought of notching the door until I saw that picture, but that could well, solve a lot of- It's like degrees uh, of ugliness, you know? What degree <laughs> yeah. of ugliness do you settle for, right? That's true, yeah. Chris. Women. Uh, but the only benefit it does, it gives you that wider door and you don't have that icicle on the side by doing the smaller yeah. panel. Great, uh, and, that's, great term. and those icicles are, are dangerous panels anyhow. They're dangerous for yeah. the fabricator and the installer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's. And one other thing, one other thing to look for along these same lines is that, that pony wall, when it's not perfectly plumb, watching mm. for that. Because if it's like leaning in or leaning out, you can actually have the door cut like that. They call it, um, in Showers Online, they call it an elbow. So you can actually have the glass come up at an angle uh, along the pony wall. And then when it reaches the top, straighten out and go plumb up the rest of the height, um, which I've done before and it's, it's worked out okay. Mm. But don't take it for granted that that pony wall is plumb. I mean, even though there's absolutely no reason why a tile guy shouldn't be able to make that perfectly plumb, sometimes mm -hmm. they don't. They don't. No, they don't. The other thing, Mike, you have to watch, I, and I didn't ask you, on the top of that pony wall, was there a, uh, a marble piece or was it just tiled or did it have an overhang? 
other words, I've, been, I've encountered you know, I've encountered everything oh. that you've mentioned, Bill. I mean, most recently it was just piles. So you had two bullnose coming together. All right. Yeah. And okay. you know, but I've, I've again I've had the overhang, you know, uh, into the shower where it's going to interfere with the door. Um, that's a trickier one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, that's really yeah. tricky. That's a conversation that that. Yeah, when you're when you're looking at a 32 to 33 inch wide opening, and you have an overhang, um, yeah. I ask them if they can live with a gap at the bottom. I'll put some vinyl in it, but you know, yeah. unless you're willing to move that cap back, flush it out, then I, you know, especially if I'm walking in after the fact. If it's before the fact, I talk to the top guy and let's say let's flush this out. Perfect. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I've encountered all that stuff. Yeah. No, you're handling it right. You're, you're trying to make do with what they've dealt to you. Yeah. But the way you're handling it is right. And that the other option is just fill it in with a, a gasket. Mm -hmm. Make it right? Notch, notch door is going to be key having a, a good fabricator. Yeah. There's, yeah. A guy in here, there's a guy in here who talking about notching doors who has a pretty good fabricator. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so. When I ask mine to notch doors, because I've done it in the past, they tend to get a little, a little uh, nervous about that. So that's the key part of it. Uh, Mike, I will say that I, I typically try to talk customers into how awesome it is to have a shelf in their shower. So I'm going to push that, you know, small mm -hmm. knee wall panel, that inline. I'm going to bump it out to the outer edge most of the time anyway, because um, I tell them how awesome it is. They're going to, you know, they're going to really want that shelf in there with all the bottles that their wife's going to have or their husband's <laughs> going to have pictures and all that stuff. So that's a sales game um, with them, you know. Mm -hmm. So most of mine are a three-inch men um, on those panels, but I'll end up telling them, hey, let's just go ahead and do a, you know, four and a half, five and get you as much shelf as possible. That way you got plenty of room. And then they tell me they've already got a niche. And I'm like, yeah, but that's going to hold three bottles and you probably need seven, you know. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a game to play, you know. So um, I try to make it easy on myself too. And while doing that, I'm thinking about what's going to be easiest for us when we get in here. I hate doing what I call knock on panels where it's on that inner edge. Cause I'm always worried about drilling and chipping and bulging the inside of that knee wall. And mm -hmm. I try to avoid those at all costs. So, yeah. so I'm going to do that, that small inline kick there and, and convince them that having a shelf in their shower is going to make their, their life, you know, 15% better. So I do the same thing. Good yeah. stuff, man. Those are all great solutions. Yeah. Great topic, going, actually, too. Going back a little bit on the barn doors. Uh, I did a couple barn doors in the past, like, like pretty much on level. And some, and I realized like later, a bit later, the, the, the bar settles a little bit, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes the door starts coming back when they're supposed to stay closed, right? Yeah. And after that, I started uh, putting the, the door side on the bar like a 16 to 1 eighth lower than the panel side. You guys also do the same or I'm crazy? And I never had, I never had this, this kind of issue anymore. So the door slides pretty much automatically towards to the wall and it stays. It's an automatic door. Yeah. Yes. So which barn door are you using? Yeah, just like I most of my barn doors, they're from Glass Crafters. Are they a round tube or? Excuse I mean, me? Why, why is that bar going out of level? 
the bar shouldn't go out of level once you mount your bracket. So unless it's sagging because of the weight, it's, it's yeah, maybe I don't want to level. It, They're it, a little tricky. I mean, they take they take some experience. You know, my first few of those were were not that great. You know, it, it takes some time to really figure out the the nuances. Well, I, no, Chris, I'm not saying that it's not difficult to install. It is. You have to be very very accurate. But uh -huh. once it's installed, and you've got it installed level. I don't know what there is that would allow it to go out of level unless the bar itself is sagging. Well, yeah, and it depends on the brand of the yeah like how strong that Tim, bar what is. What Tim was getting at, because there yeah. are some brands out there that are not very good. Well, I agree. Well, there's one that it has an oblong hole that you put the screw in, and it yes. can, and you it can, can rotate it. It can yeah. drip down, and I had one that was on glass tile, mm -hmm. so you couldn't crank it up tight without breaking yeah. the tile. So I finally had to go back and make a, a washer to put in there offset so it would stay, you know, yeah. stay put and couldn't move. Yeah, but I mean, I, I like what you're saying there that are like um, to, to kind of cheat it maybe, you know, a little bit more so that if it does want yeah, to Yeah, just roll, like a 16. Yeah, but if it, do, you, if it does want to roll- just make up your adjustment in the wheels? In the rollers? No, I mean changing the rollers isn't going to make it stop it from rolling out of level. It's a bracket in the wall that can. I mean, if the bar is mm -hmm. out of level, no matter how you the adjust the wheels, through. it's still going to roll that way. Mm -hmm. so, so the one that we sell, uh, we'll, you know, kind of talk about my higher end unit, my higher end slider. The wheels are going to be offset, almost like uh, the pinpoint is not centered in the wheel. So when you adjust that wheel, you're lifting and lowering the door. Yeah. to accommodate some of that out of level. Um, now, I don't pretend, guys that are installing every day, you're going to know a lot more about this than I am. I haven't installed a shower. And What that you know, does is it changes the reveal of the glass. It doesn't really, it, right, I mean, yeah. it, it's to change the plumb of the glass, not the level, because right. if the header is out of level, no matter how you set those wheels, it's going to roll downhill. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, what, but if the wall is a little bit out of plumb, you can adjust those wheels so that that reveal is perfect against the wall. And that's what that mm -hmm. adjustment is for. And but if you're know, adjusting if both clear. wheels at the same time, a top and bottom wheel, because we have a four-wheel design, if you're adjusting them equally, your bottom wheels is the friction of the wheels to mm -hmm. help keep the door where it's supposed to be with the design that we use. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Those bottom wheels are just an anti-lift device. Anti-jump, right? Yep. Those yeah. wheels should not be engaging with the bar, really. In cut, right. They shouldn't make contact. Yeah. They, what you can, can do, too, on, on like a Cambridge, where the bracket has the four set screws on the, on the bottom. Yeah. And then it's got up. the slot. You can crank those up, and you can make your, your bar adjustment on mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I've done that before. You can. Yeah. yeah but the, the Serenity series has a round bar. The Serenity, right, has the round bar. And, yeah. the, and Serenity the, is the one with the square bar. The Crescent okay. series has the Crescent. Bar. Crescent, yeah, the Crescent. Okay. And when you mount it, the hole is oblong. Right, right. It, it can go up and down. And that was my problem. It was, it was a glass tile, so I really couldn't suck it tight. So would you just pack? Would you pack it? What I did box? was I made a washer to go in there, and it was offset so that it would keep it where it belonged. You know what I did with some? Uh, uh, once I had like a door coming back, you know the 
uh, the black tape for the murals, right? You know, uh, yeah, just grab like a, a piece of the black tape, put on the top of the bar, make like mm -hmm. a cut, cut in an angle and accordingly to the where the the wheel is going to stop and yeah. make makes like a small bump yeah and what's the <laughs> little speed what's the yeah once the wheel pass the tape is going to stay there yeah and somebody I, never, other, I never had to come back for that some of the other guys take it some of the other guys take a drill and lay it on top and just kind of like dremel off a little flat spot on the bar itself mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. just enough to seat the the wheel there but not enough to damage the wheel just enough mm -hmm. to find a little little dimple in it hey there you go there we go little tricks interesting uh -huh. all right you guys we've gone a little bit long that's okay though thanks for joining us lana it's really nice meeting you in person thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your group i really really appreciate it i hope you keep showing up I'm going to do my best. All right. Excellent. Well, y'all have a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Y'all. Thanks. Y'all. Right. Y'all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've been I'm down south. I spent some time down south. <laughs> Come on. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. All right. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.